Welcome to the Me, My Thoughts, and Eyes podcast, a podcast that's a collection of random thoughts from the scatterbrain. I am your host, Jinx, and listener discretion may be advised. If someone ever tells you, you think I'm dumb enough to do something like that? They are, and they did. Just a tip. I'm watching the news right now, and they're talking about this whole college admissions scandal that at USC and Georgetown and probably other schools, which for most of us, that ain't no big surprise. We know white folks been paying their way into college in various ways and just getting in off the strength of their family being rich or well-known, et cetera, et cetera, not really being these, I want to say well-deserving students. But when people look at uh, affirmative action and they love to come at us, say, oh, well, my daughter didn't get in to this school because you had to let in all these undeserving black people to make uh, meet a quota, which is that's not how affirmative fashion works. That's not what it is. It's about giving people who are qualified, who are black, brown, and technically women, white women, benefit from affirmative action to a fair shot at being, you know, put on an equal playing field in college admissions and at, in the workplace and all of that, right? So, but not getting too much into that. Um, but but what has been bothering me with this news report? So they're calling this guy. I think it's Rick Singer is his name, um, the mastermind over the scandal, and at USC, so Southern California. And I'm really just not fond of that choice of language. You know, like when I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm sort of just being a little more critical of the way people are described in the media. And I feel like using language like calling someone a mastermind is almost like a low-key compliment. Like, it's making him larger than life. And it's something that you are, even though you're saying, oh, he did something dastardly, but he also was a genius with it. It, it sort of reminds me with um, the Fire Festival and the Fire Fraud, even though this dude, Billy, and Fire Festival, if you didn't know, that's the um, whole scandal where all these affluent kids paid thousands think hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to this concert that was supposed to be the next coachella on a private island and turned out it wasn't on a private island they were in fema tents um they got served cheese sandwiches no artists showed up a whole lot of other issues uh there are two documentaries on it one's on netflix one's on hulu um but that's just if you missed that but anyway with the the, the main guy behind that um guy named billy or something i forget his last name off top but there, even even after all of this, being like him after him scamming all these people, and even highlighting his previous scams, and like he was still just getting described in in many outlets as just this entrepreneurial prodigy or something like that. And it's like, man, the man is a con artist. Like, quit trying to give his him his props. So. Just them calling this guy a mastermind is making me think of that. And it's also 
to me, very dismissive of the systemic issue at hand. Because when you say, well, this one person is the mastermind who was behind this huge scandal and all this issue, it all these issues, it completely overlooks the fact like this is generational. This is worldwide. Like I said, it's systemic. Um, it's been going on. It exists without him. Like you calling him the mastermind means that, oh, well, once we remove him, no more issues. When we know that's not going to uh, solve that at all. So that's just something that's bothering me a little bit this morning. Black people, it's a lot easier for us to recognize that we are where we are today off of the shoulders of our ancestors and our parents and, you know, just building up on legacy and taking whatever strides they did and, and trying to do better for them. But white people, they be birthed in orbit, but want to act like they made it to the moon from the ground up. See, the black man got to fly to get something that the white man could walk to. So with Chris rocking his jokes about Jesse at, the uh NAACP image awards um clearly caused some it riled some people up now when i've seen some people or from what i've seen and and heard from talking with folks as far as their response to his uh jokes seemed like it was kind of half and half as far as black people just some people were like oh that's funny and some people was like nah and Quite frankly, at the moment, I don't really know where I stand on it. Um, I didn't really laugh, not because I felt like it was egregious or offensive to me. I just didn't laugh at it. I didn't necessarily. I think when I first looked at it, all I really saw was the uh, you get you called Jesse. You don't get no respect from me. And I thought that was in poor taste. And I still do think that that especially at least that portion is in, in poor taste, at least the, the execution um, I wasn't really upset at the rest of it when I rewatched the clip and, and I get it. They're trying to tell him, you know, Je Jesse is off limits and I get that's why maybe he's saying you don't get no respect. Like, no, you're not above these jokes right now. So I'm not necessarily mad at that. I think the execution, maybe it could have been said differently. And of course, Chris, now he's, he's also because of, uh, letting, uh, what was it, Louis C.K. and I forget the other dude name, say nigga in front of him, black Twitter ain't never gonna let that go, so he definitely is not <laughs> helping himself with this this Jesse stuff, these Jesse jokes, but it is what it is. Only thing I would say about it is that, or that I have to say about it right now is that um, it seems like these jokes are garnering a lot of support from right wing white folks and I just think as a black comedian who says they are for black people um if it seems like you getting more support from these folks from from mega folks than your own folk you might want to reevaluate your comments G that's my opinion <laughs> Because I've seen where a few people um, were, especially under this one guy who, I don't remember his name, but he tweeted, he's a Fox News sportscaster and, I guess, reporter, uh, maybe other, more more than sports, or radio host, excuse me. And um, 
he he made a comment and and I think wrote a piece on it. I just saw his tweet about it, and there were a lot of people from presumably white people who were who was like, yeah, like that's right, let's clown on this guy, let's get on him exactly. This and I'm just like, oh, that don't look good to me, Chris. <laughs> and then on top of that, this dude, this same reporter guy, he he called it the BET Awards, right? And it's like, come on, dog. Like, how racist can you be? It's just, you just see black people. It was like, oh, at the BET Awards, which makes me think, like, if it wasn't for these Jesse comments, there are a lot of people who wouldn't even be blinking or thinking about covering the uh, NAACP Awards. But then there was people who were up under his comments were also correcting him. Like, yo, this is not the BET Awards. These are the NAACP Awards. And so white and black people and there was this black guy who said yeah i know we all look alike but that's the naacp awards not the bet and he came back at him with this whole oh how does it feel to be a victim stop being a victim and get freedom or not get freedom but <laughs> stop being a yeah no actually that's what he said stop being a, a victim and get free there you go and um and free yourself or something like that and i was like wow Wow, that's really how you coming at the man? Because a white person said the same comment too, and he didn't really come back at him like like he did at this black person. But he was just very dismissive. Like whatever, NAACT, NAACP, BET, they all the same. Essentially was his his response. So, but yeah, if you you garnering support from folks like that, Chris, bro, reevaluate the way you cutting your jokes, man. That's all I'm saying. And one thing on Jesse, I feel like Jesse the next OJ, not not because. Of the level of the crime, clearly they're different. Now, granted, feel like the media coverage was like <laughs> the same, like he committed the same level of crime. If he committed the crime, I'm not saying he didn't. Obviously, he's off. So, um, but the media coverage was like he did what OJ did or allegedly did. Excuse me. But I'm saying either next OJ because I feel like I don't know if white people been as mad at. Uh, a black man getting off since OJ from what I'm seeing. I just know that immediately after that, I saw on CNN where they said that uh, that boy, what's his name? Uh, Trump was going to have like the FBI get involved with it. And so I think white folks is pissed <laughs> that Jesse is off. So that's why I was like, oh, I think he the next OJ because I feel like he, he about to be under the scope for years and just they going to they gonna get him about five, ten years from now, they gonna get him stealing his own stuff. Like I just, I, if it happened, you heard it here first. Just be in your p's and q's boat. That's all I'm saying. R.I.P. Nipsey, man. Um, yeah, man, sucks to see him go. It just sort of was shocking, which I guess that's typically how a lot of deaths happen. But it, you know, I've been a big fan for a number of years. Um, was just telling all I mean, I was glad to see that. Really excited, especially as last year with Jeremy Nods and just happy to see that he was starting to get a lot of the notoriety and, and recognition that I felt he deserved. And um, I always really appreciate it outside of the music because he's just definitely, and I probably even said it on here, just how his, his music just it just motivates me um, to do better and you know, appreciated a lot of what he spoke about with reinvesting uh, within your communities and building black wealth, which of course, if you, you know, follow anything, I'm sure you've seen a lot of people talk about that. So I won't go too deep into that.
um, as I'm sure there's some other folks who covered it way better than I can. And I was just, just telling the homie, though, that I just, um, you know, I was always looking for it. I said, man, I can't wait to see when he hits, like, 50 and older and see where he's at, like, when he's supposed to be on J-level and see how he gets there and, and watch that journey. But, unfortunately, I cannot. And so what what's really been on my mind about it at the moment is just I've been seeing where some folks who are you know, not moved by his death, which makes sense, um, specific, specifically from the LGBTQIA community, which I immediately figured like that would be the case. I was actually surprised when I first went on uh, Twitter that I didn't see as much about it because not surprising as a rapper, Nipsey was homophobic, right? And I'm not excusing it by saying not surprising, but just saying not surprising. And this actually, like, I wasn't even aware of um, his comments until a few months ago about having a gay, or no, the media having a gay agenda. Like, some of my classmates put me on game about that. So, basically saying, um, which he's not the only one that has said that expresses concern about this. I just seen somebody like last week that was talking about this, saying that the media is turning people gay or, or something like along the lines. I'm dumb like that, right? And as far as I know, he never walked that back or he never recanted those statements or anything. So my assumption is that's still how he felt to the end. So I I completely understand when folks folks who are not moved by his death. I mean, ideally, no one's out there saying good or nothing like that as he's passed but if there's some folks who while this picture of him that is being painted as for with all his accolades if there are folks out here who want to be like well let's also not forget to say x y and z uh you know i'm honestly i'm not mad at it i can't tell them how to feel and 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 neither should neither can you and i completely understand because as a member of a marginalized group, as a black person, whenever, um, let me not have the fast at me. Let me pick someone who's already dead. Uh, so like when someone like Reagan passed, you think for the most part, we was trying to be here for painting him as this picture X person, like building, like, I feel like we always upset. Um, when, when, usually these older white leaders die and they get uh, iconicized and and all that and we want to be like well let's paint the whole picture let's not just talk about how i don't know uh george washington is the founding father of the country let's also talk about how he owns slaves you know let's talk about all the actual you know harms he's done and committed to people like let's let's paint the full picture of this person so I completely get that understanding. So as a member of a marginalized group, I don't think that I could tell another member of a marginalized group how to feel, especially when I know that Nipsey has, for all the good he's done on his platform, he has also used his platform to oppress the the LGBTQIA community. So I I personally, I'm just like, let them... I haven't seen anything that I felt was like out of line. Me personally, I know like if 
someone passed that I'm not fond of, I usually just don't say nothing. But I completely, once again, I completely understand. Just like if somebody was to pass now who I felt was getting uh, a whole lot of accolades. And then I'm like, well, wait, let's talk about all these different things he or she's done to oppress folks. Um, I'm not mad at those pieces being put out there, too. And and there's been some conspiracies that I've been seeing, too, uh, in regards to Dr. Sebi. Now, I don't know too much about Dr. Uh, Sebi. I've just heard Nip mention him. I heard a few other people mention him. For all I can tell, he was a man who was, I guess, more of a, uh, I want to say a naturalist or herbalist type and was preaching or speaking on a lot of health through I guess maybe like vegan and vegetarianism and eating and drinking the right things, which makes sense. Obviously, that's that's a real thing. Um, but like I said, I don't know any details on exactly what his messages were and and all of that. So I'm just kind of going by by what I heard at this moment. And honestly, I got a lot on my plate, so I ain't about to sit here and investigate too much. But I saw where someone had made a comment that just a reminder that he's not a real doctor and a lot of people came for him. Uh, well, first, OK, with the conspiracy, I think the conspiracy is that some people are saying the government did this because uh, it was about to release this uh, doc about Dr. Sebi, which I don't know why, per se, but allegedly maybe people feel like he had the cure for AIDS. I I. That's what I'm picking up from a little bit of online chatter, um, which I guess that's, I understand people reaching for sense to make sense of things, but I don't, I don't personally think it's that deep, but we'll see. And I don't think this man had the cure for AIDS, but yeah, um, that's apparently Making so so that's making some folks a little upset too that people are coming out against Doctor Sebi or making comments like he's not a real doctor and stuff. Which to speak to that, I never quite know exactly where to draw the line with that. Because um, on one end, I recognize that to a certain level, degrees are arbitrary, and that people for lots of skills you don't necessarily need a degree like you can know how to do a lot of things and have received the training and experience and expertise without having gone through an official schooling system and that doesn't necessarily make you any less than people who have or less skilled than people who have or less knowledgeable and I also recognize that we were talking about this in class last night when folks from other countries come over here and they have whole degrees, masters and doctorates or whatever other degrees. And but when they come over to America because their degree is from a different country, it's not recognized as being up to standard when, you know, you have these very skilled people who and knowledgeable people who are reduced to doing more, 
I guess you could say low skill jobs or whatever. I'm not trying to offend nobody with that that comment, but reduced to different jobs that that are not up to par with what they've been trained to do. So I recognize to that degree that a lot of this is uh arbitrary, but at the same time there's a a level of maybe someone needs some sort of degree in a sense of uh, being able to be held accountable to some sort of standards. Like if we talking doctors now, the only reason why I'm bringing up Dr. Love, quote unquote Dr. Love, is because I just saw somebody post a picture of Dr. Sebi and Dr. Love next to each other. Um, and if, for, if you don't know who Dr. Love is, he was the kid, I think it was like 17 or something. This was a, maybe a few years ago. So I guess he grown now where he just kept starting up his own, I want to say OBGYN practice as once again, a teenager with no sorts of training or anything at all. But he just kept kind of having patience and fooling people and that having a whole operation that he was a doctor. And to that level, on one end, you want to be like, well, dang, I mean, if you was able to do all that, then somebody need to put you in actual medical school and maybe even an MBA or something like that. If you know how to, like, set up your home operation. But it's also like, I don't know the level of care that he was giving these patients. I don't know if what he was doing was actually, you know, harmful, helpful. Maybe he didn't really. I know one thing he definitely violated. Uh, a lot of trust because people thought they were going to someone who had all the um this official training and certifications i know that and i know uh, a part of being within that that realm is that if just like malpractice suits granted it doesn't always work like this um perfectly but ideally if you cause harm to somebody or you, you know, you, you're held to standards. And if you don't uphold those standards, then there are reprimand, you know, you could be reprimanded for that. And I don't know if you don't go through those same official channels, if you can be held as accountable, as accountable as other people who do going back to Dr. Savvy or, or rather if you should, per se have the exact same title but i don't really know like i said i'm not really trying to like go too deep in it i just speaking on what i've seen and what's on my mind um i don't know if i'm not really upset at calling dr sebi dr sebi at the moment but if you also feel like he as someone who knows more about him you feel like nah he's not deserving of that title and and it's more harmful to refer to him as if he has gone to medical school or something. Honestly, I don't think I'm too upset at that. Not in the moment. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's on my mind right now. Hey, so just want to let everyone know that I am going on a short hiatus after this episode. So, you know, school is real. This month I have mad papers due um, final papers that i need to work on for my class um, as well as a couple of papers i'm writing for work and then on top of that following the end of this month i have my screening exams which is 
pretty big deal, which, you know, if I don't pass that, I'm kicked out of the program. So definitely have to make sure I have enough time to, uh, you know, read, right, get these things, get these things knocked out as well as study so I can knock this exam out. That would be over the course of two days. So, yeah, I'm just looking at my calendar now and it just look like a whole bunch of stress, but it's all good, you know. Just want to take one thing off my plate so that I can get my undivided attention uh, where it needs to be. So once again, I, I appreciate everybody for for your listening and rocking with me thus far. Um, in the meantime, you know, share with a friend. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, hit me up. Twitters, uh, emails, all the stuff is at the end. How you can hit me up personal people i know you know text me whatever um and yeah yeah just let me know what you're thinking about the show going into the summer ideally i have a lot more time so i want to just i want to try there's a couple ideas i have uh that i wanted to do for the show but just this semester i was like i know i'm not gonna have the time to really you know invest within that it's definitely gonna take a lot of editing so you know if anyone thinks of anything that they like to hear you know holla at me and uh yeah i will see you at i guess my summer break so peace my end this is dedication this is anti-hesitation it's a real in celebration it's a dime block declaration 59th and 5th Ave granny house with vanilla wafers it's the remedy to separation tupac of my generation blue pill in the open matrix red rose in the gray pavement young black nigga trapped and he can't change it no he a genius he just can't claim it because they left him no platform to explain it he frustrated so he get faded like deep down inside, he know you can't fail. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real work and reparations. Or I run up in your bank just for recreation. Dedication, hard work, plus patience. To some more of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Me, My Thoughts, and Eyes podcast. You can find me wherever you like to listen. Anchor, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at Thoughts and Eyes. That's I spelled E-Y-E-S. Check out my blog on WordPress, memythoughtsandeyes.wordpress.com. Feel free to send me an email at memythoughtsandeyes at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And feel free to hit me up with any feedback or criticisms you may have. Once again, thank you and be blessed.